Welcome to the Garden Report, powered by ZipRecruiter and Blue Apron. The Celtics have just beat Zippity Duda. the Toronto Raptors, and you just said that in real life. This is the Garden Report. We are brought to you by Zippity Duda, Zip Recruiter, and yep. Blue Apron. And this game was brought to you by Isaiah Thomas, who my had oh my, what a wonderful game! Eighteen points in the fourth quarter. He had forty-four points. It's he is uh, just another day in the office. Games. It's incredible. It's just another day. In the it's office. incredible, and he did that going up against Kyle Lowry, who was the only guy that I think you could really make an argument as being a better guard in the Eastern Conference this season. And neither is starting in the All Star game. Well, DeRozan starting in the All Star game, but not Lowry. But not Lowry, and I thought those two should have started, and they showed why they should have started. DeRozan wasn't playing tonight. Avery Bradley wasn't playing tonight, and Kelly Olynyk was a late scratch. Mm. So Tyler Zeller had to step in. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But first off, Isaiah is unfreaking believable. <laughs> there are not enough curse words in the English language to describe how good he is offensively. He create so basically the last five minutes of a Celtics game are Isaiah running around until he can get on the ball and then they give him some room to work. And he did and he did it like the last seven possessions, which is pretty much all him. It works. I think he had eighteen points in the last six minutes of the game. Which is banana land. I mean this guy everybody knows he's gonna get the ball. Everybody knows he's going to shoot the ball, and nobody can do anything about it. And, oh, by the way, he's my height, or like basically like one inch taller than me. So That's picture me. True. I never really Picture me that. doing yeah. this stuff. It's just not real life. So it's very impressive. Uh, I ran a scientific poll during the game. I said, would you trade Isaiah Thomas for Michael Jordan in his prime? 67% said absolutely not. 33% said no. Those are, the only, those are the only two options. No I thought it was, was going to be a lot stronger than that. So that's no, no, be. and absolutely not. I mean, anyone that voted yes on that was very I didn't, even, I didn't even give them oh, the option. Put, okay, I didn't give them an option because... It's like if George Bush is the great or greatest president ever. <laughs> right. I like that. That's good. Uh, well, you know, there's a lot, there's very few guys that you would trade Isaiah Thomas for in the game yeah. right now based on what he's doing. What I love about what they're doing with him the is... The haters would still trade him. Of course. But there's always some of those. I mean, wasn't Isaiah... Wasn't there a question recently? being raised by some people of whether Isaiah should be coming off the bench right now. Oh my god. Well, I, I'm not even going <laughs> to entertain that, okay, that fine. thought. So let, let's actually let's try to be <laughs> as efficient as Isaiah is okay. in the fourth quarter of this video. Okay. So Isaiah, how they use him is really interesting at the end of games because they try to mix it up based on matchup and just try to be mm-hmm. inconsistent to make it more difficult to prepare for. But tonight, while there was a lot of ISO, a lot of clear out for him, they do a good job of running him from the weak side to give him a curl with the ball coming across the top of the key. And whenever he gets the ball while he's moving across the top of the key and he already has a step ahead of his defender, he he always gets a shot off yeah. every single time. I think the thing about him is he's shooting so well from three-point range now where guys have to play up on him. And then he, with the change of pace that he's got now, he has this move that he uses Oftentimes, right here, you can still see me. He comes through. He'll, he'll go like this and almost fade to go back. And then he just goes this way, straight to the basket. Mm-hmm. And the defender's left, and that's when he gets the layup. He'll get fouled. But when he doesn't do that, when he doesn't actually go towards the basket, he'll step back and he'll drain a shot. There's really no correct way to guard this guy. He's scoring from every which possible way. And his teammates are doing a great job of finding him. I don't think Brad Stevens is saying, like, do whatever you can to get him get him the ball. Isaiah Thomas is getting open. They know where he's going to be. They find him in stride a lot of times. And if he's not in stride, he'll, get, he'll grab the ball. He's so 
nifty with the ball in his hands where he just gets the hoop with ease. All right, well, first off, perfect execution on that hip turn there. Uh, that is his, it's been kind of his signature move that he's really gone to this year is that hip turn hesitation. And you're right, when he does that turn, he'll take one gallop back, he'll kind of leap back, yep. and he'll spin into position. He gets the defender off. Yeah, and he does it with the ball behind him, and he's a lefty shooter, so he's still kind of already angled that direction, kind of like how I am now when he actually takes a shot. So that move really works for him in that regard. Yeah. Um, but really, it's the way that he turns kind of like changes direction in the post changes direction changes speeds and we saw tonight that baby nugera had a fantastic game especially in the fourth baby. quarter that was the guy that the celtics had and they traded him uh, traded his draft rights very away, true actually. actually uh but so what one thing that he did really well was that he was able to follow it as it went across the lane and stay in front of him and keep his arms up and he's seven feet tall and with his hair he's like seven foot three yeah. so and he's got a huge important. wingspan so he was able to really smother it but it was able to figure out how to work him to one side of the paint and then go around to the other side of the paint where he was eventually able to get those buckets and that was that was kind of what put them over the top in the end right i mean you just talked about it. he that's a big buy down low the, the keys to keep Isaiah in front of him. There was a couple of times where Isaiah would try to drive to the hoop and he'd have to pull out, start over, you know, whip the ball around. But when he gets by you, he's so quick with getting the ball up off the glass because he knows if he doesn't get it off the glass quick enough, he's going to get blocked. So he's so quick. Once he gets right by you, that hand is already on its way up. And that once that ball touches the glass, you can't touch it. All right. Well, before we go, we got to tell you about ZipRecruiter and Blue Apron. ZipRecruiter is the best way to list a job online. You list to over 200 job boards. We get the best candidates, most professionally qualified candidates. It's the easiest way to find candidates. And like Isaiah Thomas would want, it is the most efficient way to find mm-hmm. good, qualified job candidates. We are using it now uh, to hire a new producer to back up the guy behind the camera, Jeremy, right now. It is, it's the best way to hire people. So go to ZipRecruiter.com backslash sports fan. And then we'll tell you about Blue Apron when we come back from the break. And oh, okay, you look great. like you have something to say. I was going to say efficiency, 44 points on 22 shots for Isaiah. So... That's, That's efficiency, folks. That is ridiculous. All right, we will see you in part two of this Garden Report broadcast. We'll talk about the second place Boston Celtics. Hey, guys, this is Jimmy Toscano from the Garden Report, and our opening segment is powered by Blue Apron. Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. The Blue Apron mission is to make awesome home cooking accessible to everyone. They achieve this by supporting a more sustainable food system, setting the highest standards for ingredients, and building a community of home chefs. They've also established partnerships with over 150 local farms, fisheries, and ranchers across the United States. One thing I know is that cooking together builds strong family bonds, and it also makes for a fun night with friends. And now that I mention it, I've noticed that my friends just so happen to be in the area around dinner time these days. But that's okay, because for less than $10 per meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious, home-cooked meals that even a rookie chef like me won't mess up, although I will do my best. And folks, I don't know about you, but my New Year's resolution is to stop wasting money out at restaurants and spend more time cooking fresh food in my own kitchen. And when I saw the menu this February, I was ecstatic, because everybody knows I'm a crispy barramundi guy, and this time... Blue Apron's going to throw in some quinoa and some roasted carrot salad. Later that month, we're talking roasted pork with apple, folks. Throw in a little walnut, add some farro salad, and we're good to go. So check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash garden report. 
You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So do not wait. Again, that's blueapron.com slash garden report. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Welcome back to part two of the Garden Report, powered by Blue Apron. Go to blueapron.com slash garden report to get three free meals and free shipping delivered right to your door. And you're going to learn how to cook as well as my man Jimmy Toscano over here. I got the blue shirt on tonight. For Blue Apron, I did it. That's right. I got, I got blue here. I got blue here. We're, we're Blue Apron solidarity over here. I don't think you cook like here. me just yeah. yet. The shirt's a little zip recruitery, though, I must say. But yeah. Yeah, it looks like you want a job interview. Okay, so speaking of job interviews, the Celtics and Brad Stevens have a job interview for the NBA All-Star Game coach, and Stevens and his Celtics now sit a game and a half clear in second place, which would mean, because Ty Lue was the coach last year, that Brad Stevens would be the coach of the Eastern Conference All-Stars. That is huge. You know, Stevens obviously is well-respected around the league, and this would be a big coming-out party for him, and I can guarantee you he does not care one bit, or at least we'll say he does not care one bit. Um, but the, the more, more importantly, the Celtics are in second place. And we talk, I remember talking before the season, I expected them to be pretty much in second place by the time the all-star break ro- rolled around. And it seemed like a far-fetched idea a month ago or so, but oh, yeah. you know, you give it time and then they're good again. And now they're good. They're good without Avery Bradley. They went up against Toronto without DeMar, uh, DeMar DeRozan. Mm-hmm. They were without Bradley and Kelly Olenek, but tonight they kind of, they kind of, took control of the Eastern Conference, at least the section of it below Cleveland, which is Cleveland and then everybody else. Right. I think that was it was a huge win for them tonight for that reason. To take second place, you get Brad Stevens more likely to be that coach. I think that's really cool. If Brad Stevens can be the, can be the all-star coach, that's a lot of publicity for not only Stevens, but for Thomas, because the, the one story is going to lead to the other. Stevens gets to you know be around get, these all-stars, obviously, that normally he probably doesn't know that well. He's probably met them in passing. They probably know about him. They probably know he's a good coach, but they don't really know him personally. You never know. Down the road, these players, they hit free agency. They remember a time back at New Orleans for whatever reason. Something stuck out you with You mean them. like Al Horford? Exactly, like Al Horford. You mean Horford. like Jimmy Butler, who's going to be starting for him? Exactly. Yeah. So you've got, you've got, you know, it can't hurt. It, it obviously cannot hurt the organization. It can't hurt the team to have Stevens representing, you know, being the head coach. Now, in terms of the Celtics being second place, a bit surprising because you get so wrapped up in what the Celtics are doing that when they're struggling, you're thinking, these guys, they can't compete with Cleveland. They can't compete with Toronto. Oh, by the way, those teams have been struggling even worse than the Celtics Cleveland's have. having a full-blown meltdown. Full-blown right meltdown. LeBron's calling for help from all over the world, I think, right now. I mean, the guy... The guy's Jordan from- Crawford just got on the plane from Shanghai. <laughs> He's been in the D League all season, but he just story. got on the plane from Shanghai. That is actually true. Jordan Crawford. I mean, you've got who did I? Oh, it's Lance Stevenson. These guys. Rio, that- the return to Rio. Yeah. Who even tweeted out that he's going for a workout? Yeah. So, this is when when the iron's hot, you strike, right? So this is what I think the Celtics did tonight, um, and I think that listen, I'm not going to say if they're going to finish with the number one seed, but you can't say that they aren't. They're two and a half games out of it. Before the season started, everyone away. said Cleveland, 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 and everybody else. Now, well, hold on just a second here. We might have ourselves a little number one seed, number two seed competition down the stretch. And while that is very feasible, let's not forget that LeBron James in March is like the best player that exists on the face of the earth. So right, but Cleveland will they, could go crazy after the All Star. But at the same time, is Cleveland going to say we think we're good enough that we can win in Boston on the road? We're not going to go for that number one seed. No, that will never happen. Okay, well, that yeah. never has happened and never will happen. Well, 
There's a first time. Remember Reggie everything. Wayne with the Colts when they didn't go for that undefeated season? Look how that ended up. Teams never, teams ever did that. They get the number one seed, then LeBron will shut down for the last two weeks. So it'll. Well, I don't think they're going to get. I don't think they're going to have that big of a cushion to shut them down. For that's what I'm saying. Like in the past, they've been able to shut them down with two, whatever it is, two weeks left. I think if the Celtics stick around and if, if the Raptors can figure it out, I don't know if they're going to have that luxury. So they're going to have to decide. You know, play LeBron 30 minutes a game and really go for that number one seed, and then. Maybe you've got a more tired LeBron or a more tired Love or whoever it may be. Or do you say, let's let's risk it. If we get the one seed, great. If not, well, we'll we'll see you in the Eastern Conference Finals and we'll have to take one in Boston or Toronto. Well, the Celtics will host the Cavs in early April, so that game could be a conference decider. That'll be fascinating. Before we go... We have to. It's my duty to talk about this man when he's good because I tease him all the time when he's not good, which is just really for fun because it's, it's an easy target. But Tyler Zeller had a huge impact with the bench yeah. in the late third, early fourth, something that Stevens was very, very clear to give credit to so that the media doesn't downplay that in light of Isaiah's huge performance. Mm-hmm. And you know what? We shouldn't because I totally agree with what Brad is saying there. The Terry Rozier's performance was fantastic. Um, the bench, yeah. Jonas Jarebko, he did some work when he was with that unit. Uh, and they didn't have Kelly, and that's why Zeller needed to step in. And Zeller was winning on the glass, and that's something that they've always struggled with, even against the Raptors. It's always been an issue for them. And the night where Jonas Valanciunas got in foul trouble and then just like didn't play at all in the second half right. pretty much, only played like 12 minutes in this game, Zeller kind of took control of the game for a little while. Much needed, much needed. And, and Brad Stevens said... Somebody asked Brad Stevens after the game, you know, what did you like about, you know, the rebounding in the second half? And he said that we actually rebounded. Because in the first half, they could not buy a rebound. Horford wasn't getting in there for boards. Amir Johnson couldn't get anything. So Zeller, again, we talked about this, I think, last week. Seven-footer, we know he can, he can get in there and grab boards when they need it. And sometimes you just need a guy to get in there and rip down some boards and, you know, get the outlet pass, get, get them moving in the other direction. So he did his job tonight. Real quick, I know we, we want to wrap this last thing up. Last thing. Jalen Brown, we didn't talk about him at all. That's right. We had angry Jalen Brown tonight, which we don't see ever. Um, and I asked Jay Crowder after the game, angry Jalen Brown, what do you think? He loves it. He says that, you know, all they see, a lot of times what they see is him smiling, happy-go-lucky. They want to see a little attitude. They want to see a little anger. Marcus Smart said something along the similar lines and saying they want to get back to being the team that all the opponents did not want to play going into that game the team that really like left it all out there was emotional was tough they want to get back to that team that they were last season and i think that was a little step and you know that moment when Jalen got fouled, which didn't look that like that hard of a yeah. foul, but everybody went flying there. And Jalen, he was staring down at Lowry. Then Carroll got in his grill, and Rozier ended up getting a tech. Or I still mm-hmm. haven't seen exactly what Rozier did. I know he snuck in there, but <laughs> I mean he's Rozier. He always sneaks in there. Right. Yeah. He's, he's about to sneak into this video right now. But hey, get out of here. What get was here. but what was great to see was Marcus like went crazy when that happened. Excited, he started yelling at everybody. He started flexing at the oh, ref. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I think him and the Getting ref the were crowd amps too. And the ref was like, just go back to the bench. Like, shut up, Marcus. <laughs> I mean, like, well, that really motivated them. And I think Marcus ended up having, like, a huge rebound a few plays later, if I'm not mistaken. So that and, that gave them that energy, and they ran like hell. And, you know, I hate having to credit Stevens for all my analysis points. But, you know, he's the coach of the team. He probably knows. Might as well. He probably can analyze better than I can. But he made the point, which is what I was seeing, was that you can credit, obviously, Isaiah for making all those plays. But 
all the guys on the floor were playing with a level of intensity and energy where they're running circles around the Raptors. They're causing matchup confusion for the Raptors. They're making it so that the Raptors, two defenders, are out on an island trying to deal with the pick and roll mm-hmm. with Isaiah. And Isaiah, if Isaiah gets a two-man pick and roll instead of a third guy helping over, they're to- the defense is toast. He's going to get a three. He's going to hit it or he's going to get through the lane. I mean, the whole team played with the level of energy and intensity on both ends that they need to win. And that's the identity that they've always had. And they started to actually show it to night in a game where they're going up against a team where in order to beat that team it's the mental edge that's going to get them over the top yeah i mean this is a playoff preview i mean there's not there's gonna be no issues getting the celtics or the raptors to play with emotion uh any time in the future i mean if these two teams meet in the playoffs get ready for you know what could be a pretty fierce i would i would if it's tonight's any indication of pretty fierce seven game battle i mean that's what i think and just to make it clear exactly what the status of Isaiah Thomas is before we leave, he went to the free throw line like a minute into the game, and there was a full-on MVP chant for <laughs> at the free throw line in the first few minutes of the game. That that never happens. So, but listen, it's a special moment happening here. Every Boston. every game like this tonight, it becomes a more and more real possibility. It's no longer like a crack. Mm-hmm. It's legitimate. He's he's definitely fifth in the MVP voting right now. He could get higher. I mean, you could get it at you this could, rate. I mean, I mean, what Harden the Celtics finished with the number one? Are you kidding me? Uh, yeah, I would agree with that because Harden and Westbrook, what they're doing is incredible. Sure, and they're doing something beyond what Isaiah is doing. Believe it or not, but if Isaiah is carrying this team past Cleveland, then he does get strong You're consideration literally at this rate. The most valuable player. Yeah. All right. Well, that will do it for us on a long and a fun edition of the Garden yes. Report. We'll be back after the Laker game on Friday, Lakers. and then on Sunday, rivalry renewed before the Patriots. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, if the Lakers lose like their fifteenth straight game. Um, <laughs> Monday. Swaggy um, P in the building, though. That's true. On Sunday, there's a football game going on that's obviously going to interrupt is a lot there? of your Celtics viewing pleasure. So what we're going to do is we're going to have actually double our staff on Sunday, and we're going to bring you the Garden Report as soon as humanly possible. After Paul Pierce talks, we're going to get out here. We're going to do one video, super quick, talk about Paul, talk about what happened that game, get you something before you do your Super Bowl pregame. So look out for us on Sunday. You can follow this guy on the Twitter bots. Jimmy underscore this guy. And you can find me, Jared Weiss, MBA. Don't, you, don't we have a special as well? We do, and thank you for setting me up for that. Okay, so, uh, I was part of—I was a small part of a big team that put together a documentary on Paul Pierce. We talked to former GM Chris Wallace. We talked to Sean Grandy, the really just the best that exists when it comes to talking just about the sports. Best. He's incredible. Uh, so I sat down with Sean for that, and then we also talked to the legend Bob Ryan, the guy that chronicled it all from Bird to Pierce. And that Stories was put together by days. Larry H. Russell for uh, CLNS Radio, narrated by Nick, Coach Nick from B-Ball Breakdown, who is a part of the CLNS family now, and produced by our wonderful Kyle George, as well as some contributions from Jeremy behind the camera there. So that's definitely worth checking Ooh. out. Obviously, it's going to be out on Saturday. Go to clnsradio.com to must find watch. that. It's going to be a must-watch. Celtics also, porn, folks. And it's going to be on Sunday will be the last production by our esteemed producer, Kyle George, who is accepted a position with the Boston Celtics Ooh, to be a digital uh, that's programmer what we do for here. them. That's what we that's do. That's just what we do. So yeah, so Jimmy's going to be playing in the backcourt with Isaiah by next year. <laughs> so that'll do it for us on the Garden Report. For Jimmy, I'm Jared. Jeremy's behind the camera. We will see you on Friday night. Peace out. Jay, Isaiah said Brad laid into you guys pretty hard at halftime. Yeah, he was pretty upset. 
But we've been playing with enough fight, enough energy. Those guys came, they played last night and came out with more energy than us, so that was unacceptable. What sparked the comeback? Uh, I guess we picked up our energy level and we got stops and we just started attacking the basket a little better and playing with a little more purpose on both ends of the court. And um, we got stops when we needed to and we were able to capitalize on that. What does it say about you guys to kind of overcome that deficit and to lock in mentally too? It just shows we're never out the game, um, especially with when we can get stops and get out and, and run up and down the court instead of making a half-court game. And um, once that happened, once we got the momentum, we pretty much didn't look back ever since. Did you notice the, um, I don't know if you noticed, but it was that timeout and Isaiah scored the seven points right in a row after timeout. The crowd basically didn't sit down the entire rest of the game. Do you guys notice that? I ain't noticed that. I mean, they were pretty loud. I ain't know they were standing up. <laughs> I was was locked in on some other stuff, but uh, the energy in the, in, the, in the building tonight was outstanding. How big is this one, Jay? It's pretty big for us. Uh, just to keep it going, too, we've been playing pretty much well, but had a slow start today, but I feel like we, we've been in the, going in the direction we wanted to with these wins and, and these past few wins, and to get this one from a team who we felt like uh, we dropped a few earlier in, in the season, to get this one is big for us. What did you see from the energy of the bench? It seemed like Tyler and Terry, Marcus, yep. gave you guys a big spark. Yep, those guys came in. We, we needed them to um, really pick up our energy. We were flat coming out, and those guys came in. did a great job. And a couple of, I don't know, Terry and Smart ended the game uh, with us. So uh, just to switch up the lineup and, and have those guys impact the game like they did with, with their energy was big for us. Shade, does this kind of feel like a playoff game a little bit? A little bit. Yeah, there's a lot of energy in there tonight. Uh, those guys played hard. We knew they were going to give us a tough, 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 hard fight. And um, it's pretty physical. And um, those guys, they did a great job of coming out and get on, get on us early. And the crowd was great tonight and great energy in the building. What do you think of playoffs? Go ahead, Jimmy. What do you think a playoff series against the Raptors would be like? I guess outstanding. It'd be a good battle for each both teams. Um, a little bit of bad blood in there a little bit. Um, but I respect what they do over there. They, have, they got a lot of guys who play very hard, and um, we're a team who hang our head on the same thing they do. So it'd be a good, it would be a good battle. He had foul trouble. His minutes are pretty limited, but Valanciunas kind of had his way last game. What did you guys do to, to limit him when he was out there? Well, he, 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 he uh, probably limited himself with the offensive fouls and stuff like that. Um, he did have a good game. We, uh, we knew on the, on the boards he killed his last game, and we just want to keep him off the offensive boards. And um, I think Sully came in and gave him a boost a little bit. And uh, he, he got some re- good uh, ten- time in the offensive rebounds f- for those guys. But uh, we, overst- we overstood all that stuff and just overcame it and got the win tonight. Jay, we don't really see angry Jalen that often, but he, he got a little angry tonight out there. Is that something you guys see more behind the scenes? No, that's what we want to see. We see, we see the, the kid Jalen, the smiling at everything Jalen. That's what, that's what you got to have in this league. You got to have a little nastiness, and you showed it tonight. Proud of it. Thanks, sir. What does Marcus Smart do? Just, I mean, a lot of it can't be quantified on the stat sheet, but yeah. just for you guys, impacting winning, making he, winning plays. He's a ball player. He, he, he does pretty much everything on the court. He guards hard. He plays. He fights through screens. He do all the stuff that you don't see on the stat sheet, and to, to you gotta watch watch the game to see his impact. And, um, like tonight, he, he did a great job on Laurie making it tough. He got st- some stops late. Um, 
he's a good passer. He does he does a lot of stuff for us, and when he brings that type of level of play, we have a good chance of winning the game. How important was that response tonight being down 18 in the third quarter to be able to come back and against this team play like that? It was big. It, felt, it feels like every game is, is close against them and they always beat us. So it was big for us to not put our heads down and not get discouraged and, and keep at it. I mean, we, we, we played a hell of an end of the third quarter and fourth quarter tonight and um, a lot of guys stepped up. You guys had, you had the two points there, timeout. I think they were up like seven or eight points or whatever, and then you come in and rattle off those seven, eight points in a row. What went into that sequence when you hit the threes and the drive and the ball? Um, just to try to be a little more aggressive. Brad called a couple plays for me, and my guys set really good screens and got me open, and I needed to see something go in. I needed to make something happen, and um, I did that, but um, that was all Brad. Brad talked about how they have to vary it for you. You know, sometimes you're off the ball, sometimes yeah. you're on the ball, a lot of screens. I mean, how important is all of that stuff just to give it to you in a variety of ways? It's important. I mean, you got to show the defense something different because you can't keep doing the same thing. So Brad does a great job of knowing when to put me off the ball, especially when we have Marcus in the game or Terry in the game. They, they, they call the right plays for me. And like I said, whether I got the ball or not, guys set screens to get me open, and I, I try to do the rest. What sparked, I mean, defense led to the comeback, but what sparked that for you guys midway through the third? Uh, honestly, I mean, Brad killed us in the, yeah, halftime. He, he yelled at us. I was probably the most mad I've seen him. Um, and then Gerald, you know, Gerald doesn't shut up. <laughs> so he was also talking and, and, and saying some words that we needed to hear. Even though we didn't come out, we still didn't come out like we wanted to in the third quarter, but with that in the back of our heads, I think that changed the game for us. We 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 just played harder than them. We made we, we got the 50-50 balls, and I think that was the, the deciding factor in the game, especially in the, end of the third and the fourth quarter. What specifically did they say to kind of trigger um, Our energy. I mean, this we knew this was a big game for us, so we don't know why our energy wasn't there in the first half. And, he just said guys were, were very selfish on both ends of the floor. That's what it looked like. You know I mean, he said some more things, but I'm, I'm going to keep that in-house. Did he use any naughty words? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, not going to tell on the guy. I, I don't know what he said. I don't, I don't know if he wants to put that out there. Nah, he didn't. Uh, I was just waiting for him to call my name, so he didn't. He doesn't really let me know what he's gonna do. So. Did you hear when you came in? It was like a different kind of ovation. Like people are gonna not really anticipate this. Do you, do you hear that? that yeah, I hear it. I hear it all. I mean, those fans are amazing to me and to this organization. They treat me great. You guys have been running pretty crazy games. If it were to come down to it, what would a four between these two teams be like this spring? It would be great. I mean, it would be a battle. It's two teams that. Never give up. Uh, two teams that, that, that compete, and um, but those might be—I mean—they might be one of the teams we have to face in the playoffs, and we'll be ready for it. But um, tonight was a big game for us. I'm glad we got this one tonight. You said that you yeah. Yeah, it was opposite. It was kind of like the game in Toronto, our last game. I think we got up 16 in the third quarter. 
and then they made their way back. So we just wanted to take it one possession at a time. And first off, that starts in the defensive end, and then we execute it offensively, and guys hit big shots and make big plays. You said that you pay attention to the standings. How much were you thinking about that when it was that? Uh, oh, I remember when Valentunas said that we were trying to get for second and they were going for first. So it's the other way around now. <laughs> They're trying to chase for second now. We're going for first. So words come back to bite you if you can't back it up. Did you notice that uh, from that time out that I was talking about earlier, the crowd basically stood the entire fourth quarter? Yeah. I mean, I noticed it. Oh, those fans are reasons why we win games, especially close games. They give us our energy. They're loud. They're they're. Um, they're everything. I mean, that that fourth quarter was amazing for them. For them, they they got us through this game. Isaiah, did you expect your little watch celebration to take off like it has? You got teammates. You're- Man, I didn't. I just did it one game, and then it just kept going. So I got teammates, the, the fans, their signs in the crowd that say it, and everybody on social media always hit me, um, saying, you know what time it is. So maybe we can we can trademark it or something. Isaiah. <laughs> <laughs> You're being called an IT4, so is it going to be more difficult to change your number? I probably won't change it. <laughs> I wanted to, but it's getting tougher and tougher. And, and like I said, you see a lot of number four jerseys around and that. And it, I would feel bad if I changed it, especially people who paid their, their, their hard-earned money for to, to buy a number four jersey. So I want to, but it's, I probably can't now. Would there be some pride in this locker room for sending Brett to the All-Star game as well? Oh, yeah. That would be that would be amazing to come from where when he first got here to, to a few years later to coaching an All-Star game. Like I don't think anybody thought it would happen that fast. And um, hopefully we can get it. I mean, we got to take care of these next few games and hopefully we can get our coaching staff in there. Brad, before the game, Wayne Casey was asked about Isaiah scoring in the fourth quarter, even though teams knew he was going to get the ball. And he said he wasn't surprised because the same thing happened with Larry Bird and Matt, uh, Michael Jordan. As crazy as it sounds, is it time to compare Isaiah to Larry Bird and Michael Jordan? It, um, I don't really get into those arguments. Other people do. So um, I'll let everybody else argue away. But he's playing at a really high level. He's doing a lot of good things. Um, but there's a lot of other guys that I thought really played well tonight to help us win, and we don't win without our bench. Um, you know, specifically, I thought Terry and, and Tyler Zeller gave us huge lifts um, late third, early fourth, and then you know when Isaiah came back in, it was within shouting distance, and then the when the starter, the rest of the starters came back in, they did a great job of you know sealing the deal. Uh, just to go back to Bill's question for a second, though. Teams know he's going to get it. I mean, how does he continue to? Well, you know, we try to we try to put him. You know, he's gonna. First of all, it's hard to keep a point guard from having the ball. You know, because he can bring it up if you really need him to. But we just try to mix it up as much as possible with him on the ball, off the ball, screening, um, cutting, whatever the case may be. You know, and eventually, you know, things like Jalen's layup and other guys' layups. You know. You know, Isaiah's screening to get them open, and he'll never, you know, um, get much uh, get much you know, talk about that. And that's just kind of the way the game works. Somebody's setting the screen to free him up. Um, somebody's making a cut to empty a space. Somebody's doing their job, and, you know, he's doing um, an incredible job of taking advantage of it.
Brad, uh, why did you guys or did you think you guys came out flat the first two and a half quarters? And why, if you did? I don't know. Wasn't very good, though. And what down 75-57, what were you thinking? I mean, did you see this transformation? Did you like how you guys were playing but weren't getting the breaks? Or what were you thinking when? I thought it was going to be closer 30. That's what I was thinking Um, because I – you know, we needed to be at a different level. And, again, our bench was a big reason why we got back in it. We didn't play. I, I didn't think we played, um, you know, very well for the first two and a half quarters. I thought they had a lot to do with that. They put you in a tough spot. All those guys driving the ball, you know, not just Lowry, who's incredible, but um, Joseph driving the ball, Norman Powell driving the ball. Like, those guys put you in a really tough spot. Sully played great tonight off the bench. And, you know, we were in – didn't look didn't look good for most of the night. I mean, one more. Is it? How does it feel to be able to kind of come back in the middle of a game like that? You guys, you know, of course, if you guys. Yeah, I don't think I don't think we've ever had problem responding to adversity in the last couple of years. We're pretty good about even losing a couple of games in a row, whatever the case may be. This team gets back up off the mat pretty good. Um, you know, we we got to get a lot better though. Like. You know, I told them after the game, it's you know it's not as good as we want to be. You know, and I think it's my job to look at it objectively. Um, it was a good win, but you know they were missing guys, we were missing guys, and you know if we're going to end up competing at the level we want to compete at, we've got to play better for 48 minutes. Just to piggyback off of that, Brad. You know, obviously you guys both weren't at full strength. They were in, coming off no rest, but. You guys have struggled against these guys all year. Going back to last year, does this help you guys mentally at all? Just you know, what's crazy up? is I thought we played better in the first two games. Now I'll go back and watch the film. Maybe I'm wrong, but sometimes that's the way it goes. Sometimes you know they make big shots and big plays, and you know you you don't hang on and win by four. And uh, sometimes you do because the ball goes in, and and I think that that's why. Again, I I know I'm boring, but I'm going to look at it really objectively. Coach, um, you talked about Tyler and, and Terry and um, Jalen. Uh, can you talk about your uh, mindset and going to those guys? Were you looking for a combination there or matchups or what was in your thinking? Uh, you know, I, I think obviously one of the things that we've got to be able to count on Terry and Jalen, um, you know, and obviously Marcus brings this too, is that, that youthful. Um, bounce and that energy and that high, you know, the, the the eagerness to to be out there. And I think that they they've been really pretty consistent in that regard. And then you know, a guy like Tyler hasn't played, you know, because he was sick in the last three weeks. Um, sat the last game, but played a pretty big role for us this past weekend. And you know, the one thing about Tyler is Tyler's always going to provide a threat at the rim because he's always rolling and he's always running. And, you know, we needed more paint threats than we were getting in the first two and a half quarters. What did you like about the rebounding in the second half? We got some. thought that was good. First half, I mean, we could have probably made a highlight tape of not getting some and uh, bad blockouts, bad, you know, finishes, all that stuff. It was good to, you know, grab some. We still missed a couple blockouts. But, again, it's like we, that's why I said you got to look at it objectively. Because if the ball bounces to you, it doesn't mean you did a good job, right? Um, and sometimes you hit and block out, and you don't get it. So I, I don't know. I didn't think we were great on the glass all night. I don't know what the numbers say. 
I guess we were in the ballpark, but didn't feel that good. Brad, Tyler had to really fill a role with Kelly being a late scratch. I mean, he was so aggressive going to the rim, even from the three-point line. I mean, how, what did you see out of him that did he kind of have that spark in him that he's, he's, he needed? He, he's really reliable. You know, Tyler's going to come to work every day. It was killing him to not be able to play and be sick. Um, and even when he didn't play last year, it was always the same Tyler coming and putting in extra work in the gym, asking what I thought before the game so that he'll get in extra conditioning at the arena if he's not going to play as much, if we don't think he's going to play as much. He's, uh, he's what, you know, he prepares the way a professional athlete should. Um, and so you feel really good when you put him in.